A sunny and beautiful day, and uh, fall arrives, as you just heard, uh, tomorrow, and uh, it's going to be a warm one, a sunny and warm arrival of fall. Uh, autumn, one of the best times ever. One of the reasons we live in Michigan is to get all of the seasons and enjoy them. It's just a little trying when we get maybe all four seasons uh, in one or two days. But be that as it may, right now, it's beautiful out, and uh, will continue to be. Uh, Daniel House, great guy, senior editor, business uh, and columnist. He has uh, an interesting article out. Well, he always has interesting articles. But he says, United Auto Workers President Sean Fain insists the union is, quote, available 24-7 to bargain a deal. That might not be technically true, according to the beginning of Daniel House' Detroit News uh, column. And, Daniel, always a pleasure to have you with us. What do you mean by that? Well, the second paragraph in that piece uh, talks about uh, a series of messages uh, written by uh, the communications director of the UAW that talks about how they are trying to confound uh, the automakers and make them, uh, I forget the exact wording, but make them miserable for... uh, Recurring reputations, um, damage, and operational chaos. Right. Uh, And uh, and essentially keep them, I think the phrase is, wounded for months. If we keep them wounded for months, they don't know what to do. The beauty is we've laid it all out in the public, and they're still helpless to stop it, which indicates from, is it Furman, I guess, that, that there's, in fact, no real effort to come together as two groups that have to work together, need to work together, and depend on each other. It's a war that Sean Fain started, which is why my friend Dick Hafner put it a couple of weeks ago. It looks like Mr. Sean Fain appears to be uh, becoming the George Armstrong Custer of the UAW. And I think that's the thing that really concerns the people at the auto companies who were very uh, uh, outraged by these messages that were making their way around uh, between the companies yesterday and the day before as executives were reading them and weighing in and saying, well, this explains some of what we perceive to be uh, intransigence on the part of, of bargainers from the union. Uh, and, and I think that's, you know, look, trust is really, really important in this process. Uh, and if you feel like the person on the other side of the table isn't, isn't being 100% honest with you about where they are and what their priorities are, uh, that can be a problem. And the deeper you get into the process, it can be a problem. And so I think what, where they are today is, um, you know, where are we going to be? Now, Sean Fain just announced uh, that they are striking all of the parts facilities for both GM and Stellantis across the country. So they're basically taking it nationwide. They're not striking Ford's parts facility or any other Ford facility, which would suggest that they believe they're making progress. Now, does that mean we're going to get a tentative agreement? Hard to know. Uh but, uh, you know, it's going to be uh, moving forward. And I think for Ford, at least, uh, they feel like they're making the progress. Well, they've always worked very hard to have a good relationship with the UAW. There's no question about that. That goes back to, oh, geez, make sure I have this right. Peter, Peter, Peter. Pete Pistello. Pete Pistello. Pistello? P-E-S-T-I-L-L. Castillo, P-E-S-T-I-L-L-O. Gotcha. Peter was amazing and worked very hard to keep the relationship with the UAW 
strong. Meanwhile, uh, Mr. Fain saying 38 locations across 20 states in all nine regions of the UAW will go on strike, and the three plants that are already on strike will remain on strike. You know, I think Mark Royce had a great uh, commentary firing back uh, with the headline, flow of misinformation could prolong UAW strike. He, he, he lines up these myths. GM doesn't pay its people a decent wage. Myth. Uh, with its record profits, GM can easily afford the UAW's demands. Myth. Those record profits go toward fueling corporate greed. Myth. GM doesn't provide significant paid time off for its employees. The list goes on and on. And I think it's good for them to speak up and speak out under these circumstances, which are kind of unlike any they've faced before. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it's important for both sides to be able to air uh, their, their points of view, although I think it's also important that both sides' points of view be backed up with facts. I mean, at some point um, when, you know, people go back to work and they have a contract, the contract is going to have black letter what they're doing and what they're not doing. And so I think one of the one of the, the things that happens here is you get a lot of half-truths and half-baked things. And the classic case of that is what was, quote, given up during 2007 and what really wasn't given up and who was impacted. Uh, and I think you say, well, they lost pensions. Well, actually, people who were working at the time didn't lose pensions. The people who lost pensions were people who were going to be hired. And they were subsequently so they didn't. Hired. So Those they didn't lose. Pensions. They didn't lose anything. No, it's the new. The new men and women didn't get one, but it's not that the existing workers lost one. Now right. that's an important point. And when you start to read in the national media where they get involved in it at times like this, frankly, they don't really know the warp and woof of a lot of this stuff. Right. And so they they tend to traffic in these in these generalizations some of which are accurate and some of which just are flat-out not accurate. Yep, you're absolutely right. And didn't we learn anything from just right across the river that you can actually come to an agreement without an all-out war? Didn't the Canadians do that, or have, have they not ratified that yet? Well, they haven't ratified it, and we don't even really know the details of the TA because Ford has said, you know, we're not going to... We're not going to. We're going to leave that up to Unifor, the Canadian Auto Workers Union. But I think what you see here is two things. As someone who's been spending his entire life going to Canada in the summers, number one, um, you see a Canadian Auto Workers Union that is trying to take a posture that is a sharp uh, contrast to the UAW. And I think they they probably are betting on the fact that this may redound to their benefit. In fact, they may be that they may be picking up some additional products. Um, and the other one is they're just entirely Canadian, Paul W. <laughs> I understand what you mean. <laughs> That's good. That's a good one. It's always a good one uh, when we read you and when we talk to you, and we always appreciate you, Daniel Howes. Senior Editor, Business, and uh, Columnist at the Detroit News. Thank you, my friend. Have a great weekend. You too. Bye-bye. We continue on WJR.